This is Full Access OK. I'm Skyler Cooper here with Steve Berg. Happy New Year. Back for 2024. Hard to believe that we have been through, what did we do, seven, eight, nine months of podcasts last year. And Sounds about right. Yeah. Getting into, a, we'll be a full 12 months worth of podcast here for 2024. Season two, we're calling it. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Season two of <laughs> FAOK. And we are, uh, we've got a lot of great ideas. We've done a lot of great things, I think, so far with, you know, last year's episodes. And we encourage you, if you didn't hear all of those, or maybe you didn't check everything out, um, when we first started back last April, go back and listen to the old episodes. They are all still available. And we're glad you're back for 2024. We do start Full Access OK this year with an event that draws thousands of spectators and hundreds of drivers, as in race car drivers, to Tulsa every January. That is the Chili Bowl Nationals, a week-long indoor midget car racing series. Now, midget cars, for those who don't know, are small-framed cars typically equipped with inline four-cylinder engines, but they boast somewhere around 400 horsepower. To put it simply, very small cars with a lot of power, given they weigh only eight or 900 pounds. The Chili Bowl started back in the 1980s. It was co-founded by Lanny Edwards and our guest today, Emmett Hahn. It's grown exponentially over the years and is now considered to be one of, if not the largest indoor racing event in the world. And it's held, as it always has been, at Expo Square inside what's now called the SageNet Center, which is a history-making venue in its own right, but we'll save that for another episode. Yeah, we could do a whole bunch on Expo Square and the, the building itself, but there are uh, hundreds of trucks that bring in the dirt that ends up forming the racing surface down there on the lower level of the SageNet Center. There are grandstands, and they're quite the workout, Steve. I did it just <laughs> the other day, that rise to near the ceiling to accommodate the fans there. And fun fact here, Skyler, 85% of those fans come from out of state to see the Chili Bowl, which is why this event is much more than just a race. It's an economic powder keg for the city of Tulsa and Tulsa County. Emmett will tell us here in a few minutes just how big of an impact the Chili Bowl has on the local economy. I had the pleasure of catching up with Emmett Monday morning, which is the start of the Chili Bowl, Monday morning week of, and that's the first day of qualifying. 38th annual, right? Can you believe it's been 38 years? It don't seem like it. In one way and in other ways, it seems like I've done it my whole life. <laughs> but going strong as ever, isn't it? It's bigger than ever. Uh, it just grows every year. You know, our sponsorship, uh, this year on our car count, it's the second highest that we've ever had for the Chili Bowl and uh, shootout was a record, so it, it just keeps growing. You know, I know it's considered to be the largest, if not one of the largest, indoor racing events in the whole world, and this week is proof as to why that's such a great concept. You've got weather issues, it's raining right now, perfect to be inside. That's why we get uh, spectators from England and all over the world to come in here because they know the race is going to be run as scheduled. Yeah, there's no in interruption with this kind of thing, is there? No, somebody said, oh gosh, you got some bad weather out there. And I said, that's why it's an indoor show. It's <laughs> perfect. Yeah. You said second rec uh, record second number of cars there. How many are in this year? And how do you whittle that all down on Saturday night? It, it Saturday is a long day because <laughs> everybody runs on Saturday and we start about 9.30 or 10 in the morning. And, uh, but we had 373 entries this year, and that's, uh, that's a lot of cars to run in one day. Absolutely. And you see people from, I know there's kids that run in this, there's NASCAR professionals and other professionals around the world. How does it draw both ends of the spectrum like that? You know, it, it's hard to answer that question. I, I, like I was talking to Jade in there a while ago, this is not just a race. You know, everybody said, well, this is the biggest indoor race in the world. 
when you look at it, it's the biggest dirt track event in the world. And in fact, it's one of the biggest events in the world. Uh, USA Today done this survey four years ago and Chili Bowl came in fourth in the world in every type of motorsports. And tell me the story of how it was thought up. How did you and your partner think of this all those years ago? Well, my partner, uh, he ran the Devil's Bowl at Dallas. He had the first World of Outlaw show. And uh, I ran the shootout in 85. And uh, after I ran that, I thought, you know, if we could get this where we could run midgets, but we needed sprint car, we needed names in the midgets to draw a crowd. So that's how my partner got involved. I called him because he knew all the drivers. And uh, so that's how our partnership came about. But uh, he got the drivers the first few years. We bought a lot of plane tickets, paid a lot of money, a lot of hotel rooms. and uh, But it's all worked out. Now, this type of racing, it's it's pretty unique. You know, you've got the, the cars that look like nothing else. It's not a stock car. It's not a, you know, F1-looking car. How does that kind of racing differ just from the technical side well i think that's another reason this thing's so much fun you're talking about the different looking cars we don't have uh, we just got some safety body rules so this is one place that they can uh, use their imagination and fix a car however they want to jj build a special car for this race uh, where he can get his left front up on the berm on the inside and they just do things like that <laughs> and the, the engines in these things is it Typically motorcycle engines, or what do they run on? Now, motorcycle engines is that is at the shootout. Here they run uh, Toyota's probably the number one, and then uh, Mopar uh, and Gary Stanton has got some engines in there. But to tell you how good these engines are, they're a little four-cylinder, and to purchase one, they're sixty thousand dollars. Wow, little inline fours, right? <laughs> yeah, a little inline four-cylinder, but they make a lot of horsepower. What would your horsepower number guess be? <laughs> Heck, you may know perfectly, precisely. No, you're probably, uh, with that little four-cylinder, you're probably 425 to 450. That's a lot of power and, on a little car. And, they, and these little old cars weigh 850 <laughs> pounds. Yeah. So they can do a wheelie anytime they want to. How does it look this year, competition-wise? And uh, who, who are some of the big names that came in this time? We got uh, we got some big names in here. We don't have the Kyle Larsons and, and, uh, and Christopher Bell. Of course, Joe Gibbs won't let him run an open-wheel car. Uh, and as I was telling him in there a while ago, this will probably be the first year that you don't have a favorite. Rico has gone to Australia. He'll be back next year. So there's probably 12 to 15 cars that if any one of them is working, they can win the feature Saturday night. Might be a year with a first-time winner. Could be. But i tell you what, uh, you know, Two years ago when uh, Tanner Thorson won it, uh, Kyle Larson run fifth or sixth. So we've, we've got some we got some big-time hitters here. Has anything changed in the safety world? Uh, you know, I remember the poor kid last year who uh, had an incident and got thrown out of the car. Has anything had to be looked at on that front? No. They, they mentioned that in there in a press conference, and it's a, just a simple thing. He did not have his seatbelt buckled. And so you can't fix that you know and uh so he he won a race at the at the shootout you know he's back but uh in all of my years in open wheel 45 50 years i have never 
never seen a driver ejected out of an open wheel car until that. In fact, the fact that he wasn't buckled in, it still shocks me that he even could get out of the car, you know, but probably lucky that he did. Yeah. That's incredible. I hadn't heard that, that yeah. he simply didn't buckle in. Yeah. Well, looking ahead, I mean, here we are, 38th annual. Do you anticipate, I mean, you say it keeps growing. Do you anticipate anything changing about this, or is it such a well-oiled machine that it'll be like this every year? They, they, we run basically the same show. We try to change some things up, get some different looks, and uh, we do some things different. Our pole shuffle that we've done in the past for the starting positions in, on Saturday night's main, uh, we're doing that different this year, and it'll be a lot more fair for them. Uh, and we're really here just to keep everybody on a level playing field. But we got an information booth that we've needed for years, you know, for these people that 85% of our ticket holders are from out of state. So where we can help them out, show them, tell them how to get to the malls, uh, where's this, where's that. So we just do little bitty things each year and try to improve. And on the... Uh economic side we hear from the chamber each year about how beneficial this is for the city and that's because all those people you just mentioned coming in from out of town they got to stay somewhere and they got to eat somewhere that's that's pretty cool for you know something you started all those years ago that's giving a giving a big butte that's giving a big boost to the city well and we just they just done a deal here 60 days ago where we had needed some information for the state and the shootout brings in $9.4 million, and the Chili Bowl brings in $31 million. And it's just like uh, Visit Tulsa was in there talking a while ago, that this Chili Bowl right here, they use 6,000 room nights just this week of the Chili Bowl. Pretty good. <laughs> it's not bad, not in the middle of the winter. It's kind of Tulsa's Super Bowl, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's, that, in fact, that's one reason it's called Chili Bowl. We had a guy made chili. And he sponsored this first year, and we ran it on a Sunday against the Super Bowl. So that's how it came with its name. I didn't know that backstory. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Uh-huh. Emmett Hahn, it's always great to talk with you. Thank you. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you. Now, Steve, Emmett mentioned those 373 drivers, second all-time in entries, trying to win the whole thing. The field will end up being whittled down to just 24 drivers for the final race. That's called the A feature on Saturday night. One of the cool things about that race, I've been there for that finale. It's really exciting for one, but you never know who's going to win from you know Monday when qualifying starts to the end. It could be a local guy who's got a great car and a lot of talent, or it could be one of the many NASCAR drivers that tend to come to town and join in just because they like doing it. And word of the wise, as we mentioned before, most of the people who buy tickets to the Chili Bowl are from out of town. So if you want to go, you being folks here in the Tulsa area, you'll most likely need to plan several months, if not a year out. Yeah, it takes takes some time to get a hold of those tickets, so plan ahead. Thank you for listening. The first episode of Full Access OK here in 2024. We're glad you're with us, whether it be a first time or back from last year. Steve, we had a lot of the great things coming up, including next week, we head down to Jinx to check out the Oklahoma Aquarium. Yep, and the Mayo Hotel we're going to be at in just a couple of weeks from now. Anything you have an idea for, if there's a a topic, a thing that's a great attraction we haven't been to yet or something that's fun to do in town, let us know. Uh, We don't throw it out there much anymore, but uh, we'll throw it into the first episode here. You can reach out to us here at the station, at the radio station, and probably email would be best for us to find it, and you can email me, 
skyler.cooper at krmg.com. That's Skyler spelled S-K-Y-L-E-R. And steve.berg, that's B-E-R-G, like an iceberg, at krmg.com. Thanks for listening. This has been Full Access OK. Full Access OK.